All right, so beginning this podcast for philosophy, I missed the first class, so I guess we'll simply just have to start with appearance, reality, skepticism, and faith. Now, from what I understand about this, what it is is that reality is really just an appearance. Essentially, everything that, is, that we as humans consider reality is really just what we can perceive, not so much what is necessarily real. Now, there is some question as to whether what we perceive is actual reality or if it's just, well perhaps just a figment of the imagination. No, that is to be, no, that all really has to do with, well, belief. No, in some schools of thought would basically state that um, what we believe is only, can be, uh, reality would only be what is proved, i.e. we would believe it because it is proven. That is some form, there's some form of proof behind it and therefore it is proven. For example, if I were to touch something, that would be proof enough that it is real and for me to believe it is real and therefore it is a part of reality. Now, skepticism is really just a case of me would be a person questioning certain things and being, well, skeptical, questioning about certain things and wondering if, you know, whether it is real, factual, true, and skepticism, I guess, would be opposite to faith, because whereas skepticism lies within to- finding the total truth, which may or may not exist, faith doesn't necessarily need a truth, it just needs an idea. And believing in that idea without proof is where faith would lie, or at least that's my understanding, um, which would bring us right over into knowledge and belief, which essentially states um, belief is fed by knowledge. So if it's a case where you have some knowledge of something and you're able to experience it in some way, shape or form, you're more likely to believe it as opposed to something that you would not know. Now, the question is, what is knowledge? Is knowledge just something that is known? Is knowledge all of the information that exists? Is it possible for a human to know everything? Um, no, I personally, I wouldn't believe that humans would possibly know everything because it would be far too much to process. And then if you're considering knowledge in its vastest sense, in the sense of knowing every single thing, one would simply have to be God to know everything because everything is constantly changing and one simply cannot be aware of everything that is constantly changing outside of their own experience, i.e. outside of their own senses. Um... That brings us to truth and falsehood. Is there any truth? No. The question is, if you believe something and you understand something, is it necessarily true simply because you can prove it to a certain extent? Someone, ex- someone else's experience may be totally different or slightly different from yours, so maybe it's not necessarily true. So, is everything false then? Not necessarily, but not because you can't prove the truth means that it's true, but you also cannot simply know the truth because to know something is true, you'd have to know it in totality and one simply cannot know any one thing in totality for it to be absolutely true. But one can also simply, but you can't also deny it and call it false because, well, you don't too know it's false you'd simply have to know everything about it to know that it is not true or at least that's my understanding body and mind i had done this as part of my class presentation that really has a lot of it has to do with the the mind body problem is the mind and body the same thing or separate entities no there is a school there is 
a philosopher that believes that um the mind and body interact within uh was it the perennial gland or the pineal gland in the brain no that would mean that the mind would be metaphysical whereas the body would be physical uh there's also a thought that the mind and body would be the same that would be monism monism and the mind and body being separate would be dualism no dualism essentially would state that the mind and body are two totally separate things and it would be more along the lines of the mind is the puppeteer and the body would be the puppet to put it in simpler terms but if the mind and body are the same as monism would agree they would simply say that the mind resides with it would more than likely reside within the brain or an organ within the body and is i.e is in essence one being that makes a human no monism has a lot of valid points in that the mind and body affect each other for example if one should be stressed it would one would be tired all the time or their body would exert exhibit certain things for example some people break out have acne problems when they're stressed and in other cases for example should someone get uh there was an experiment there was an issue where someone had gotten a pole straight through his brain although he didn't die he experienced a vast mindset change he became a lot more angrier and it changed a lot within him now this would clearly mean that his mind was altered because of this traumatic event so this would be proof to say that monism is uh is a little more valid than dualism however dualism does also have some valid points for itself in stating that uh does although it does bring to question the idea if the mind and the body are one in the same then what happens what's what's the idea of a soul is the soul separate and apart from the mind and body is the soul the mind what happens to the body what happens to the mind after the body dies does it go with it or does it continue to exist what is what really is the mind um that brings us to meaning of life death and afterlife now many religions believe that uh life and death are a constant cycle but also they be- some believe in death and you know the soul going to either heaven or hell or purgatory or the infinite void some believe in um you know what's it called reincarnation or cycling <laughs> reincarnation and the soul being transferred from one body to the next to start a new life and depending on how good or bad a person may have been they may or may not get a different type of body no um the question is is the soul the mind or is the mind just is the soul the mind or is the soul a, se- a separate entity altogether because now if we're thinking about the the mind does it survive the death of the body or does it exist in and of itself so there is a there there would be thought that perhaps the mind can survive the death of the body considering that one person can actually die bodily but their mind still functions for a period of time after the fact of the bodily death um well the brain functions after for a period after the bodily death which means if that person should be resuscitated or brought back to quote-unquote life then their mind would still be there so does that mean that the mind is totally independent of the body or is this just a brain function there is also the question of whether you know if the mind and the body are one in the same does that mean that it totally dies 
immediately after the body dies if they're one if affecting the other therefore does if the mind dies does the, does the body also die if they're so connected because people do go into comas or do um cease to have mental function but the body does survive so does that mean that the mind is the only thing that would be affected by bodily death and if the mind is affected by bodily death then what happens to it is it a case where the brain is just a source for memories um which means once the body dies the memories would be left behind in the brain and then they would move on this the mind would then move on to its next body and then again come back in terms of reincarnation um yeah so that's also up for question uh the nature of morality no personally i believe that morality is a socialized thing that really comes from the human nature humans necessity to themselves to live and want to continue living no morals is basically what one could what would one would consider good or one one would consider bad good and evil now if one determines that you know not stealing and not killing is you know moral good and you know stealing and stealing and killing is morally evil then in that case that's just you know normally how one is socialized because normally humans would not want to be stolen from and they would also not want to be killed but that's also rather selfish and accepting the fact that one could be morally evil i.e. one would be willing to kill and one would be willing to steal is accepting the fact that someone else would more than likely do it to you now in doing so if one would do it to you it's also rather selfish of humans that they'd rather they'd always well not always but they would kill or they would steal and commit something that would be considered morally wrong but then they'd also want to fight against the idea of someone doing it to them that is that would be more an instinctual ideal to live and maintain one's livelihood or at least that's what i would believe um in terms of morality yeah so morality is often something that is taught and socialized you would often find people who are in gangs you know they're socialized to know to fight to kill but they're also accepting the fact that they may be killed in the process even though they're going to continue to fight to prevent such an act um but in all it is mostly a socialized concept that's brought about by one's decisions um determinism and freedom of will no freedom of will is often considered a fact where um mankind has the ideal lifestyle and being able to choose what they want to do with their life wherever they want to do with their life etc but then there's also the concept of god if god had created the earth and created all that life and knows all that will happen does that mean that he set it in motion and therefore you don't have free will because everything was set in motion from the beginning of the universe and therefore you were always a puppet on a string and never had a choice to change it even if you thought to yourself perhaps i could change my future by taking a drastic turn that was all already um already coordinated already set out in life for you so this is nothing new therefore you have no free will but then there's also the idea in terms of some religion in many religions they believe that god gave humans free will i.e. he created the universe and allowed humans to do whatever they saw fit 
and in doing so they were able to create understand decide etc etc and even begin even attempt to understand god himself which therefore allows for the idea of good and evil because humans have free will and therefore they can do good or they can do evil know the idea the existence of god and evil now if god and for the existence of god and evil first of all the existence of good and evil to tackle that um good and evil is an idea that is decided upon by men by mankind there really is in my personal opinion it's really just a case of what they decide is good and what they decide is evil because for example once upon a time slavery was good and you know um stealing like killing like um my apologies killing their white masters was considered evil or anything to the effect when in all honesty well let's not use killing let's um say a slave running away or a slave you know or stealing someone else well not stealing but a slave running away would be considered evil simply because he's black and not supposed to be free whereas a white man keeping a slave is considered good so this is mostly it good and evil will be more of a socialized concept in my perspective which can be changed over time now when one thinks of god and evil one wants to wonder if god is omnipotent omniscient and omnibenevolent that is all-powerful all-seeing and all-knowing and all good then therefore there should be no evil as he is god and why would he create evil in the world um one could argue that the existence of evil allows for the existence of good the existence of good allows for the existence of evil because the existence of one thing allows for the existence of its lacking i.e for example once light was created quote unquote that means that allowed for darkness before then it was just nothing when one creates one when a human is born their lack of would be the opposite for example for example um so one when once one thing is created the lack of would also be in existence which means evil could also be de- described as not just the opposite of good but the lack of good because one thing can technically be more good than the next um so when one thinks of god and evil uh people often question if uh and one of the ways that they question they seek to vin- to verify the existence of god in the presence of evil is to often remove one of his um his divine traits often being the uh well not often being but for example the omnibenevolence meaning he's not necessarily all good but he's not all evil i.e he's all powerful and all knowing but he does not he's more neutral or he or she is more neutral therefore the existence of what happens is really totally up to what totally up to a whim as to whether they decide to intervene or not or what they decide to do if they decide to do anything at all um some would possibly say he's not necessarily all powerful i.e some evils he cannot control although that's the least likely to be questioned some would say possibly he's not all seeing because even in the bible it's said in genesis that adam and eve hid from god and god asked where they were now if god has to ask where they were he would not be all seeing even on his earth and there have been multiple instances throughout the bible where people have hid from god in caves or wherever they may have hidden 
and you know god had to find them or they revealed themselves over time which means that he would more than likely not be all seeing i know that's a question for people to um for you know to of note um there is also the idea of a theodicy no theodicies are um how do i explain this a theodicy is essentially how one would allow for the existence of god in all of his divine all of his divinity while remain while with alongside the existence of evil no the question is if there is you know a uh well not that's that's not the question what it is one of the main theodicies is the free will theodicy that is if god gave us free will therefore not puppeteering us that means that he is all good because he gave us free will and has not taken it back which means he is all good and still remains all powerful and all knowing and is allowing us to freely do as we please no it's just our fault it's just mankind's fault for the existence of evil because they chose to do evil and god deciding to intervene in that would mean that we no longer have free will and therefore he would have gone back on a promise and that would make him no longer as all good mm, that is also concept no i missed the last class beauty and culture aesthetics and knowledge of art no based on what we've studied so far throughout the course when i think of beauty and culture aesthetics and knowledge of art i would like to think that beauty is something that is more that is it would be more connected to the mind it's what one would think of and understand as beautiful but it is often something that is that is a cultural trait something that's socialized for example in jamaica it was once thought that you had to be light-skinned to be beautiful so people never really paid attention to the beauty of a dark-skinned woman or man or man and paid attention to light-skinned people to the point where they'd consider bleaching for aesthetic purposes and believing that that would make them more beautiful it did in some cases for some or at least in their own eyes because they made themselves lighter in terms of colors and brightness in terms of colors and design and other things like that a lot of that some would believe came from god it was inspired it was something that came from who knows what but there's also the idea that perhaps it was something that you notice throughout your periphery as the mind absorbs a lot of information even though you're not paying attention for example that bit of dust off the court often off in the corner to the left to your left you probably don't notice it right now but your mind does register it and your mind does sort through it so oftentimes when people dream it's the mind it's the brain sorting through a lot of your memories and a lot of things sift through and fall through the cracks and maybe some things get picked up and you might notice it and pick it up as something important so when you have that also fantastic idea it's really just a mishmash of concepts that you may have you know taken in over time so the question the question would be is it a case that beauty and aesthetic and knowledge of art is something that is inherent or is it something that is taught to us both purposefully by people telling us you know about things that they like and ideals and things that would have been interesting or along those lines that you're cultured to learn or if it's something or could it also be something that is taught subconsciously by taking in certain different art forms and certain things that are at random that combine in your mind to create something that you may not have originally thought of but know that you see something akin to that or something along those lines 
you like it or are interested by it so is beauty really something that is loved or is it something that is um inspires intrigue the question is are you are you intrigued by it or do you actually like it because an interest can die out because a lot of people they'll like certain art forms and like certain types of art but then they'll move on to the next one so is it a case that you've lost your intrigue for it or have you lost your like for it because one could still be interested in things that they don't necessarily like but when one drops art of more often than not it's a case of them losing the not being interested in the art at all not wanting to see it and not being interested in it overall so there's also that now aesthetics one's personal aesthetics can change over time because of things because of certain things that they aspire to be or certain things that they themselves find interesting for example if one finds themselves aligning with a particular group or type of people they'd often try to mimic um they would say that uh they would say that mimicry is the best form of flattery so to honor that person or to be like them one would often dress like them or behave like them and in doing so they'd find themselves in a certain aesthetic and they often would find themselves beautiful in their own light and other people may find them beautiful by finding the aesthetic along their lines now the question now is it a case where a person's aesthetic do you like that aesthetic in particular or is it that a, or is it a case where you possibly actually like the person and then like the aesthetic alongside them because it is on that person so that's also there's also that is it a case where people like art because of who the artist is or do they like art because they actually do like the particular piece uh that is my philosophy podcast because these are the lessons that i've these are the questions that i have and these are the things that i've come to understand and question during philosophy to me philosophy is a lessening questioning it's not just accepting everything as is it's under it's questioning certain things why do things happen how do things happen um is it a case where this is actually happening or is it a case where it's just an idea of the mind? Could this entire world be an existence with a multitude of minds, with billions of minds constantly being created? Because now there are 7 billion people on earth when only 30 years ago there was half as much, which means is it a case where minds were split and spread amongst them? Were there just infinite, an infinite void of minds just sitting out there waiting for bodies to inhabit? Or is it a case where minds are constantly being created to be, to be put inside of these bodies? And is it a case where things are, like uh, there is something else that's controlling us, even the mind, even our minds ourselves, itself could isn't in total control or is the case where it is in total control but we ourselves can't even understand our own minds philosophy has brought me to question a lot of things and i appreciate it while also don't appreciate it because at some point i'd like to stop (laughs) and take a rest but one can only think for so long and that's that on that